Stuff Hivecast is back here on a blistery cold, yet still very present on the map, Sunday evening mm-hmm. in Limerick City. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, joined as always by the ever-dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Hi there, Barry. And also joined by the producer, Mr. Paul Griffin. Hi there, Barry. And what I was, in a roundabout way, saying very badly from my stupid mouth was that me and Paul did, in fact, survive the uh, the tropical storm we were discussing last week on the show. Um, mm. We did not get blown away. Um, there is no need to rebuild, for there was not a lot broken. <laughs> Uh, well, it varies, you know, place to place. Paul, you were you were without some stuff for a while there, weren't you? Uh, well, here's the thing: a few trees down here and there. Um, yeah. At work, especially, I was walking around HP. There was a few trees down here and there. Uh, we had no electricity all of uh, whatever, whichever day it was, Tuesday or no Monday. We had no electricity more or less all Monday, so we were playing Monopoly, Cluedo, poker. The, you know the old Stone Age games, yeah. Uh, and then on Tuesday, back to normal. So not too disruptive. Yeah, we. Uh, I didn't lose a second of power or anything. Limerick City Centre, the the very centre, was was basically unaffected. You know, obviously stayed indoors while it was ongoing, but um, not a lot <laughs> happened to be a lot. Even what? the hur- even the hurricane didn't want to go to Limerick. It's very tiny. Um, the 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 kind of the suburbs and the outer uh, the the sort of part of town that I work in was um, reasonably badly affected. There was some some damages, some trees come up. Uh, a lot of my people in my office who um, uh, travel from like other counties or further reaches of the country to get to work, they were they were pretty slowed down because you know kind of the outskirts of Limerick were all torn up. But uh, the city centre was fine. Actually, this weekend, we were hit with another storm. Obviously, it was a, a lower... Um, it was not a red warning or whatever the fuck severe weather warning they put out this time last week. But um, uh, this past weekend, we've also had uh, a storm here in Limerick. And there was actually some flooding, uh, some very high tides. So we're getting we're getting a bit battered, but we're, we're doing fine. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, Paul seems sounds like you know. Other than the trauma of having to play like Monopoly and shit, he he seems to be doing okay. Um, hey, hang on a second, Monopoly was good crack. Because I have. Did you have to go to work on Monday? Uh, I didn't work Monday or Tuesday. Okay, so I I didn't have to go to work Monday. Uh, I worked Tuesday, and then I had the rest of the week well, off. Let me put let me put in an amendment there. I actually did go in Monday morning, but uh, I left after about an hour and a half. Took the rest of the day off and then took Tuesday off as well. Yeah. I have a special Fallout Monopoly as well, so we were... Ooh, playing for bottle caps, is it? Yeah. That was fun. You died of radiation poisoning. Don't pass go, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Pretty much. You're not a million miles away there. Uh, so and then Joe obviously you know, nothing bad ever happened. Sunbathing probably. Yeah. It's always sunny in Catford. That's the famous saying slash TV show. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, we all survived anyway. Other than that, what's uh, 
what's going on in in, uh, in in people's lives? What's going on in the world? Uh, Paul, what's going on with you in LifeGov other than storms? Oh, where do I even start? Um, God. Well, had a job interview on the Thursday, mm. as I kind of mentioned last week. Um, went okay. You know, you kind of always feel the same way coming out of the job interview. Mm. Oh, I forgot to talk about this, forgot to talk about this, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have my hopes extremely high for this one, just because it's, you know, obviously it's the highest up the ladder I've ever applied for. And I, it's, yeah. it's kind of the first time I've ever applied for a job where I, I, before, during, and after the interview, I do feel like maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a little bit underqualified for mm. this. Um, did me best. Uh, went out the the, the day before and bought some new shoes, new shirt and tie, new pants. <laughs> well, a pants meaning like bo- both underwear and slacks. Um, and so he just showed up in his new underwear, shirt, and tie. <laughs> I had to buy new pants in case I shit myself during the interview. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Go on. I did the interview anyway. It was okay. So we'll find out next week how it went ultimately. Um, the bigger news of the week, I guess, was on Friday, which the story does require a little bit of backstory, so bear with me here. Um, you guys both know my girlfriend, Natalia, obviously. Yes. You've both met her. Um, so she, about three to four weeks ago, um, asked me if we could foster a pair of rats because they were found by the Kildare animal shelter abandoned in a flat somewhere and they were malnourished and all skinny and abandoned. It was a very sad story. Mm. So I said, of course we can, uh, take them in and hopefully take care of them until they find the permanent home. So I said, that was fine. I took them in and they were <laughs> far nicer and well behaved than our own rats. And they're they're very very oh. they're very very good. On their best behaviour. They're on their best behaviour. And then on uh Wednesday, finally, a home for them. So we were all excited that because we, we kind of had had them for now three weeks, treated them like our own pets, took real good care of them. Uh, and we we're happy to see that they're going to a, a good home because they, they're very good pets and they, they deserve that. Uh, so the lady from the shelter came on Wednesday, took them away, and went to the home, the new home, to uh, to check it out, make sure everything was, uh, like the cages were good, there was enough food, and so mm. on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get a message on Friday morning from, from Natty saying, oh my god, uh, Dexter is dead, and, oh, no. and uh, Milo, Milo is near, near dead. So, what happened was, the person had the rats, and for whatever reason, put them in the attic in almost winter, so it was very, very cold, and they had them for one day, and one of them was dead of hypothermia, Jesus! and uh, the other one was dying, but they kind of tried to heat him back up, like, because he was obviously very cold, they tried to slowly warm him up, warm him up, so they brought him back here. And we were trying to take care of him as well. 
But uh, ultimately, he died as well in Natty's hands. Oh, fucking hell. So um, that was all in vain as well. So we went out, oh. we went out in front of uh, where we live now and, and buried him in the woods. Oh, my God. This is very seasonally appropriate. Yeah, it's a very sad story because they were so good, you know, and they had been abandoned the first time. It was almost like they already had the bad thing happen to them and we kind of took them back, brought them back yeah. to health. And then they were given away and killed, essentially, by this this new owner. So that that's my week. <laughs> oh, God. That's what happened. Um, so very sad. It's the first time I've ever actually seen uh, a pet die. Like seeing it the moment where it goes from being alive to yeah. to no longer being alive. Like it, it it started to struggle to breathe towards the end, and then I was oh. just lying there watching. And then Nat said to me, uh, "He's gone," mm. and he was gone, and that was it. Oh God! It was very very uh, very bizarre to kind of experience for the first time, you know. Yeah, I I. But it's crazy because they were they were here on Wednesday perfectly happy 100% healthy and, and two days later they're both dead mm. Mm, makes you think yeah life and that. <laughs> <laughs> life's just a big rat race is what you're saying <laughs> yeah yeah let's make uh, well this, this show this show is in their memory then um so, what, what, so, were they, what were their names again? Uh, Milo and Dexter. Milo and Dexter, R.I.P. It's just like not even that they were like ours, but it's just such a fucking sad story, <laughs> you know? Because I mean, I know people always react of react a certain way because rats and that. But imagine you had a cat or a dog that you took in for three weeks while they found them a home and then they found a home and the next day yeah, you, you called to find out someone put it in a loft they put it in the fridge oh. or something you're like oh yeah they put the cat in the fridge and <laughs> it's basically dead and... yeah. yeah it's not no, bad in it yeah uh really? so job job interview that maybe didn't go perfectly and uh <laughs> seeing an animal die and burying it Best week of the year. You, you don't have the Bobadook living in your house, do you? <laughs> I don't know. A weird book did show up here the other day. <laughs> oh, God. So that's my week. What about you, lads? Hopefully you had better weeks than I. Um, well, uh, I... Was, was uh, your, was your, is your bum story sad or good, Barry? Well, it was, uh, sad or bad? A little bit, little bit surprising to be honest. So I went oh, in obviously right. for my, for my. <laughs> was uh, the doctor uh, like you don't have a, an asshole? It was very weird. Yeah, he's like <laughs> your, your, your arse appears to have like fallen off. I, I, we went, we went with the tube in there or the camera, and there was just nothing. <laughs> I've only seen this once before in a Ken doll. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I, I went in for my um, colonoscopy this week. Your bum tubes. Get, get the, get the. The big news out of the way. There was there wasn't really anything notable um, uh, wrong with me. This is like a in, in inflamed um, part of the stomach or the intestine or something like that. Something I I just given a course of anti-inflammatories and told that it'll probably die down 
uh, in in short order. So nothing nothing too bad. Uh, really, the the whole process of actually going for the colonoscopy was more of a bother than the actual condition they found. Uh, so of course, um, uh, when you're when you're getting that done, you have to empty yourself out the day before. Um, what well, we on laxatives or something, right? Oh, I wish I was on regular over-the-counter uh, uh, laxatives. So that's not that's the, the the act of you know emptying oneself is not the problem. I have had to do this before. Basically, when you're going for a colonoscopy, they don't need you to just be empty. You like they you need to be thoroughly cleaned out, basically. So what they do is they give you this stuff. Now, there's a couple of different brands and a couple of different types of it, but, but a very common one and the one that every doctor I've ever spoken to who's done this and every every person I know who's had to do a colonoscopy, they use a clean prep, clean with a K. And it is legitimately the worst tasting thing I've ever consumed in my entire life. It is absolutely vile. It's basically just a collection of salts. Um, that, 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 you know, when, when you drink them with water, they basically act as a diuretic. And that's exactly what it tastes like. You have to mix up a grand total over the course of one day before the colonoscopy. You have to drink four liters of what basically Jesus. amounts to salty water. Uh, so just picture every single time you've been swimming in the ocean at the beach and you've accidentally swallowed a little bit of water. And it's been disgusting. It's just like that. I, it's been, I had to do this once during college. Um, uh, about God, I suppose maybe five or six years ago at this stage, and I'd forgotten how bad it was. I was legitimately miserable all day Wednesday doing this. So I, I took Wednesday and Thursday off work, Wednesday for the prep. They they tell you when they're giving you the stuff that you'll need to take the day off work because obviously I'm just literally sitting around drinking this awful stuff and running to the bathroom. So that that was my Wednesday, um, and I'm fasting as well. And genuinely, the most miserable I've been in a while. It is absolutely vile. It's it's and just like the pressure is on because like you have to drink it because obviously you don't want to go to the hospital and for them to say oh well you know you're not you haven't done what we told mm-hmm. you to do so we have to send you. So I eventually, I think I got through about three and a half liters of it. Um, the, the timetable they set out was like, well, you know, have white bread for breakfast, then mix up the first batch at 10, then the second batch at 12, and so on and so on. And basically by their timetable, you'd be done by like 6 p.m. I was just about finishing the last glass I could muster at around half past 10 um, in the evening before, and it was just the absolute worst. And, and, and I was looking up tips to, 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 to make it go easier, and it was there was nothing. It was just pages and pages of, of, of forum threads of people just saying it's just the worst and there's not really anything you can do. You can mix, you know, most people are saying, you know, mix small amounts of like orange cordial with it, but obviously not too much because you're supposed to be fasting. So you can't be putting, you know, thick syrupy orange drink into your, you know. Um, so that was hell. Uh, so that was good. Um, uh, and then I went in the day of and uh, it's my first time ever doing anything really in a private hospital i don't i don't think my sort are typically allowed beyond the doors um uh, at those establishments so this is my first time looking in there it was nice the staff were lovely it was you know is it, it was so quiet it was not even remotely clo- close to the you know going to a public a and e or anything like that for something um so i went in and it was literally as i was getting the uh, needle put in my arm for the anest um the anesthetic that they told me that they were going in both ends, basically uh, endoscopy down the throat and the colonoscopy. I wasn't, <laughs> I was not aware that that was happening. <laughs> Sorry, this was very sex acty in so, my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 and as I and I, I was, 
I expressed my shock at that, and she's and your one goes. <laughs> she goes. I did it last weekend. Don't worry about it. It's great. No, no, I <laughs> no. I goes. She goes. Um, oh, I, I didn't realize uh, both rapidly. And she. Goes, <laughs> I didn't realize you were a prude. She said. <laughs> no, she goes. Oh well, yeah, you know, like different cameras, obviously. I was like, yeah, well, I assumed you wouldn't be going up the arse and then down the gob with the same camera. Um, I I imagined that you'd be using different cameras. Um, so so as well as being hungry and grumpy and like still feeling queasy, I actually got sick on on Wednesday night from drinking the prep. So I was not feeling great Thursday when I went in. So as well as feeling all this, I was a little bit nervous because uh, I was I was you know told you know whenever I was speaking to people about this previously that you're of course when you're doing a, a, an endoscopy down the mouth you're you're awake for that. Uh, they give you a mm. local anesthetic, but they don't put you mm. under. Uh, and if you're getting a colonoscopy done, they fully put you to sleep. So I was a little bit nervous. I was like, I, I, so I, I, do I have to be awake for that first part? And they're like, no, because you're getting both done, they'll just they'll put you under. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And so yeah, it was fine. I like just went to sleep. And when you wake up, it's like you, you, it, you does, you don't even, you wouldn't even know anything had happened. So they could have done anything in there while I was. Up there. <laughs> uh, but laughing at his penis, probably. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, look at this. I mean, I realize it's cold in here, lads. This fella. Oh. Uh, All the procedures get done in here. The, the bomb tube is should be low on this fella's uh, list. Um, uh, so, uh, so yeah. So anyway, got it all done. It wasn't it, like I said. It wasn't wasn't you know. I wasn't sore. I think I was just a little bit dizzy because I hadn't eaten and all this other stuff. And then it went in, and it was just literally two seconds with the special. He's like, yeah, you're a little bit inflamed. Here's your prescription. Uh, you know, get some rest outside and then out the door. And then I took Friday off work and caught up on some sleep. So yeah, all all that palaver for 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 a very very minor thing, which is good. I don't know why I'm sounding disappointed uh, in it. Obviously, I didn't come away with any horrendous life threatening news. I did while I was um, in the waiting room before getting put under the most awkward experience of my life basically the waiting room like the 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 last place you go in before you go into the theater and get put under it's just you know five seats divided by curtains and i won't go into specifics but there was a fella like two rows down <laughs> two of us and he's getting extremely grim news um oh, no. yeah. and, and one she wasn't yelling obviously but she was kind of just speaking in a normal tone i don't know had, it was a very small room. They had to walk past me, so they knew I was there. But I was just, I was like, oh my god. Which, first of all, this is awkward. Second of all, I don't need to hear this before I go in to get my exploratory thing done. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I came, I came away with with no bad news whatsoever, relatively speaking. So so really, it is just the whole thing of going through the the torment of the day before. You know, was was uh, was the painful bit. But yeah, other than that. Uh, uh, not much going on in life. I did, you know, I, I, uh, um, I only worked one day of work, obviously, this week because um, Monday was off for the storm, and then I had the three days off while I was going through that whole thing. So you know, caught up on some TV, but uh, going through the whole thing. <laughs> the uh, camera. <laughs> the uh, Wednesday, I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, well, this will be fun, but at least I can catch up on TV and stuff. Wednesday, I couldn't do anything in peace. I'll be honest, I was literally just staring at the jugs of this shit I had to drink because I couldn't like focus on anything else. It was grim. But anyway. Uh so yeah. So that's that's two weeks down and I'll be honest, they, they were pretty grim. Joe, you wanna uplift us here? Did you visit the puppy factory? Right. Time for me to uh lift the show a bit after all that news. 
um, listeners are thinking about switching off, maybe listening to another popular uh, wrestling podcast. New. Maybe thinking of going to kill them themselves. Of, yeah, dude, put the uh, bottle of paracetamol down. Uh, <laughs> we're going to lift you up. Yeah. Um, so I, I mentioned um, last week about flat hunting. Um, I have actually found a flat. <gasps> um, it's it's not the one. It's not in Greenwich in Dulwich in South London, which is kind of near near to me. Um, it's actually near where my grandparents live. Dulwich. So um, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> It's actually very nice. and um, I'm sure they much, get that all the time. Yeah. Also much easier commute as well. So that's good. Yeah, um, yeah so hopefully just got to sort out all the paperwork money and that. And then good to go. So that's good news. And how's the flat? flat? How is it? Is it a nice it's big little? A, mm, it's pretty small. But then it is a very nice area. So I was kind of weighing... Yeah. Do you go for the bigger flat or the nicer area? So, went with a nice area. I'm just looking at a map now to see exactly where we are. Oh, yeah, just south of uh, the river there. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> south of where? The river. Oh. See, I'd like to know my London boroughs. I, I, can, I, uh-huh. I know the kind of very central area where yeah, I've yeah, been I'm a few times. Yeah. That's not too bad. I could probably walk there from... Yeah, yeah, it's about four or five miles from the city. So it's yeah, it's pretty, pretty close. It's very well. It's good, isn't it? yeah. it's good news. Um, it's also actually quite close to a, a friend of ours, uh, Callum. Well, he actually lives oh, on, the same, friend, on the same friend, street. Friend is a strong word. Come on. Um, yeah, he lives actually on the same road. <laughs> so oh, I haven't told him yet. <laughs> That'll be a nice surprise. <laughs> there, there you go, vindicating Paul's statement. Haven't told him yet. <laughs> I if, it was, if it was someone you really liked, like if it was one of us, we'd know we'd know all about it, lads. Yeah, um, I have been to his flat actually. It's nice. So, uh, Woo! friend, oh friend, flat friend. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's that's it. That's flat news. Very good. good. Stuff. Well, that's good. That is a bit. That's a little bit of a of an uplifting, yeah. you know, bit to, to you know, get us get us uh, you know back on the positive side of things. Um, so that's life golf, I guess. You know, we've had a busy few weeks, lad, and I, I imagine they'll only get busier as the festive season approaches. Mm. Ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, Halloween, still... you mean? <laughs> I was going to say no. We're still in the spooky season at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously we've got a busy, busy few weeks ahead. Uh, so uh, we'll jump in here to something else. I'm a bit quiet on the old uh, entertaino golf. Segment mm. this week. Uh, I've uh, I've got some like I've been watching a bit of telly, but I've mainly just been um, uh, the, the usual stuff. Uh, Broad City was great this week um, uh, with a guest cameo by uh, What's Her Face, whose name I forget, but she played Roz on Frasier. Perry um, Gilpin. Perry Gilpin. That's it. And I I, I didn't I guess you never really think about it. It makes sense, but. Uh, it was a little bit weird watching like a current sitcom that I like and realizing that Carrie Gilpin, uh, Jer- bleh, my God, uh, she is now old enough to play one of the main characters, Mams, which is what mm. she did. Um, 
Uh, but it was she was fantastic in it. Really, really great episode. You know, so so season of Broad City so far. But that was a good that was a good episode. Uh, this week's Nathan for you was was as ridiculous as as the rest of the season has been. Really, really enjoying that. And uh, me and Kira watched a bit more Big Mouth on Netflix as well, which is very entertaining. Uh, so yeah, nothing new on the old uh, the old telegoff front. Uh, what about you two? You two watching any anything interesting? Mm, no. I was just catching up on South Park because that was kind of the one show that I had neglected since I caught up on, you know, Rick and Morty and so on and so forth. Um, I think it's been a very strong opening to the season so far. I haven't watched the most recent episode yet, but the episodes that I've seen, I've really enjoyed. I really liked the Mark Zuckerberg episode in particular. Uh, what's your style? Um, you guys watch any South Park this, this year yet? Or No, I've, I've watched any in years. No. Oh, South Park's been good the last few years. It's it's one of those rare cartoon series that kind of, you know, I, it might have been in dipped in quality for maybe three or four years, but has, like, picked right back up again. Def- mm. Definitely worth a watch, especially if you're interested in playing Stick of Truth again or, or Fractured But Whole. I was, I was on the prowl for a Stick of Truth code this week because, of course, um, Fractured But Whole came out, and if you bought a new copy of it, uh, you got a, a, a code for a PS4 version of Stick of Truth. I'm very annoyed because they, they basically made a port of Stick of Truth and they're not selling it. You have to buy the new game to get the code for it. And I saw <laughs> I saw loads of people I know on Twitter basically giving away their codes. And I was I was never quick enough on the draw because um, I, um, I played a couple of hours of that one enjoyed mm. it. And then a week later bought a PS4. And of course, the PS3 was literally never connected again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not finish it, but I, I very much enjoyed it, and I I would actually like to go back to it and finish it before I am. Um, well, if you, if you consider it, then uh, Factory but Hole is what seventy euro, which is expensive, but you're getting two games for that price, so it's yeah, you can maybe vindicate a little bit more. And that offered the the, uh, the download code for Stick of Truth. I think that that runs until January, so you still have a few months to. Uh, yeah, it went the. Uh, when the old Christmas voucher uh, uh, wave comes my way, I, I may, uh, I may do that. I, I, I would, I would love to, I would love to get Stick of Truth, but uh, uh, came to came to some harsh truths with myself this week about the amount of things I have coming up soon and Christmas mm. and the amount of page and the amount of paychecks I have left. So I was like, mm. okay, we'll be skipping South Park. We'll be skipping uh, Evil Within Two, which looks really good. It'll be going on the back burner because I was like, all right. Especially because I'm getting like Mario and Wolfenstein next week. That's right. Stop treating yourself, you fuck. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So what is that? Is that kind of what's motivated your South Park catch up? Is you wanna you're gonna be getting on the uh, the fractured but whole? Um, no. I mean, I watched. I've, I've watched South Park the last. Oh, you watched all the five time, or six I guess, seasons. Yeah, yeah I, I watch it anyway. Um, uh, I will. I will be getting fractured but whole maybe in November because I got. I have a thirty euro uh, PSN gift card uh, that I got for my birthday so I did pick up some games uh, the other day it's very very cheap games but I'm going to save the majority of it to to put towards South Park but I'll probably wait for my next paycheck because I'm not I'm not going to play it now because I'm still tipping away at Horizon uh, but you I will get it big, I got pro- that big the Mario-shaped shadow looming over us all. I know, but that's also something that I'm not going to probably get until November. Oh, I don't... I... Oh, I literally cannot wait. I will be on 
I will be on there Thursday at midnight, you know, assuming Nintendo aren't idiots and they put that up at midnight. Well, that's a dangerous thing to assume, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm actually kind of worried because I've, I've committed now to not pre-ordering it. I want to get it digitally. Oh, I th- no, I think it'll be... I, I've got games digitally through Nintendo on release and some fine, so... Should be okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but South yeah. Park on the Horizon, Mario on the Horizon, but I'm still playing Horizon. <laughs> you still playing the Horizon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I still want to be. Uh, I, I still want to beat ukulele before I start. On how are you finding the old Horizon? Ah, uh, you know, I'm 25 hours in now. I'm level 38. Mm. So I'm I'm powering through. I'm. I feel like I'm coming towards the end. Uh, my overall right. percentage, right. my, my overall completion percentage is sixty in the game, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I I am missing a load of collectibles. I I have like one uh, metal flower. I think I have like three or four vessels. Um, I've not done any of the hunting trials, and uh, I've not got any of the the like knock over the straw statue things. I've not done any of that. But, uh, yeah, most most of that's pointless. Yeah, but I have done every side quest that I've come across. I've beaten every cauldron. Uh, I've done all the bandit camps. I've got two corrupted zones left. Um, and in the main quest, I'm at the point where I'm you go you go to the the city that has like the big gladiatorial pit in the center. Mm. And I'm about to descend down to there. So that's where I'm in the main quest. I don't know how close to the end that is exactly, but uh still tipping away, playing a few hours almost every day. So really enjoying it. Um I did pick up even though I said I wasn't gonna last week, I did pick up WWE two K eighteen. Oh Um I actually quite enjoy it. It's quite fun. Mm-hmm. Is this your? You say this is your first one since what? Twenty eleven. It's the first one since two thousand eleven. So how are you finding it? Oh, I'm, I, it's. I think it's a lot of fun. I think I do think though that I benefit from not having uh, a more recent one to compare it to. Does that make any sense? Um, yeah. Like I we we cracked it open and myself and my brother just had a few games. We didn't know any of the controls. We didn't know how to <laughs> play the game. Um, the first match, uh, he knocked me out of the ring, and I couldn't figure out how to get back in, so I just got counted out. Um, second match, uh, I was pretty much destroying him. It was Roman Reigns against. Um, he was Roman Reigns, and I was. Uh, who was I? I can't remember who I was. But anyway, the Undertaker just interfered for no reason. Hit me with a tombstone. He got the cheap pin off the back of that. But like that—that that was kind of the fun of it. It was like so, so, so. Every match had like some wacky thing happen that was actually would cause the result. Um, the I downloaded some create wrestlers, obviously from the internet. Some of them are super super good, and then some of them are slightly less good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always impressed by like the, the the depths some of the people go to 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 just like painstakingly, even like you know uploading logos and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, really impressive. Um, yeah, I think mechanically it's fine. Some of the, some of the uh, 
the little mini games like kicking out of a pin or escaping a submission I think are a little too over elaborate like I prefer I, I know it's like a cliche but I, I prefer just the the button mashing to escape because I feel like that plays more into like wearing down an opponent over the course of a match it, it doesn't matter as much if, if it's just that you have to hit the x at the right time to kick out it doesn't kind of make any sense to me but um no I think I think the game is, is fun enough to play graphically is very good um I haven't really dug into the universe modes or the the my career mode yet I've just kind of been doing like matches, like single matches, tag matches and so on, just to kind of get to grips with the game because I'm so far out of practice with those kind of games. Um, yeah, it's 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 something they've generally drifted towards in recent years and I don't think anyone likes is is there uh I think they've removed some for this one which is a good which is a good thing, but their overabundance of of mini games. The last one I played 2K16 um like every like regular singles match you would do started with a chain wrestling uh sequence which okay. was just a which was so like literally every single singles match starts with with quick time events and they were never fun and they were never intuitive and the timing uh, always felt so arbitrary and it was just like between that and i hate i i know this one's still in there the the pinning uh thing that you mentioned the pin mini game is rubbish the submission mini games are always rubbish um yeah because one frustration i have it with is that i'll i'll be killing a computer opponent right with the regular with the regular game of i'm able to reverse moves quite well i have that timing down already um strong grapples strong punches and i'll be wearing them down wearing them down beating their ass and i'll go for a pin and they'll kick out and they'll get me with one move and pin me and because i can't get the timer right i i lose the match it's that's the frustrating thing for me is is that that mechanic really doesn't work. Mm. But uh, no, I I can't. I wouldn't be too negative. I I don't think it's a great deep game in the way something like No Mercy was back in the day. But um, for a modern wrestling sim, it's you know perfectly good. There's uh, like a hundred and fifty wrestlers in it as well. There's so many wrestlers to choose from. Yeah. Um. So I'm having fun just being like random people and seeing like whose style I have the most fun with and stuff like that well Paul mate if you're having fun that's all that matters that is right? all that matters uh, before I go on to video games Joe any telly this week you wanted to talk about mm, no not really um, designated survivor is back and mental than ever more mental <laughs> than ever um, so I've been... I haven't watched any more Nathan for you yet because the stream I yeah, pains. Uh, yeah, next week, of course, uh, Stranger Things season two. Ooh. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Sorry. There is yeah. next next Friday, baby. Just just gonna stockpile up on Pringles and never leave the house. Um, yeah. Actually, I have to. I have to. I'll have to. I literally get up to go get Wolfenstein because I got a physical copy. But other than that, <gasps> I'll just get oh, more yeah, Pringles on the that. way back. I'm gonna get that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, on the the video game uh, front, uh, I picked Zelda back up this week on my uh, on my um, uh, my downtime, my my time off work, and uh, I got into it in a way that I wasn't previously into it, and I wish I could pinpoint something that kind of made me 
that made the the pin drop. But basically, I I think my timer previous to this week was about twenty five hours played. I think I have doubled that this week. I think I'm about fifty now. Um, uh, I've taken over two of the divine beasts. Uh, I've I've leveled up Link with all kinds of health. I'm I'm exploring around. I've unlocked the whole map. I'm you know I'm really really getting into it. I've kind of gone from that point of like um, of liking it but not quite getting the hype to to really getting the hype now. And now it is my uh, my designated. Uh, it's definitely my podcast game of choice currently. I'm, I'm sticking on a podcast or a bit of YouTube, and I'm just wandering off into the into the wilderness to to you know find some more shrines or stuff. So I'm loving that. I played so much Zelda, this week. Mm, and that's I know good I know Paul's talked about it a lot. I know I've I've talked about it previously, but yeah, like I said, I never really disliked it. It's not like I talked about near in recent weeks mm. and how I was putting time into it and it just wasn't clicking. You know, I, I liked Zelda more than that previously. Like, I was enjoying it, but I was just... I felt like I was missing out on the hype a little bit. But, but for again, something just kind of clicked. I think I think doing the Divine Beasts, uh, the first two, um, uh, maybe really made it click for me. Like, oh, man, these are just so well designed. Well, which and ones did you do out of interest? I did the the Naboris. I did the, the Elephant one and the Camel one. Okay. The camel one is really tricky, really elaborate. It took me ages. Mm. Um, and I think it's just when you, because people had told me that I should really, you know, focus a little bit on the story early on. And then about the time you start tackling those first couple of divine beasts, you'll maybe get a hang of it and then you'll start exploring more, which is yeah. absolutely what happened. Um, I think those divine beasts, they really, they bring all the pieces together so that like there's, you know, you, you get a feel for the combat. You really get a feel for the puzzles. I've mentioned already how, how I love all the, the puzzles in the game. Um, they're they're tough. They are really tough. I but but definitely doable and very rewarding to finish. And they they culminate in a in a tough but doable boss fight. And you know, when you complete it, you get you get some good loot, and you get you know you get a great cutscene. Uh, you know, a very kind of epic cutscene that changes the world a little bit, and you get a new special ability, and it's very, very rewarding. And yeah, I'm just really loving it. So I'm, I'm, I think actually I may, you know, only a couple of days, but I think I may actually finish it before Mario comes out. Um, yeah, I recommend is, that you do the uh, the bird beast next because you, that's, that's the yeah, that's the next one. That's yeah, the I'm in the, I'm in the, the little village. That's the one you get the best ability from. So okay. Enjoy. Um, but yeah, uh, I it's my it's my immediate go to free time uh, game now, which is great. I'm glad I'm glad it finally clicked um, because it was um, you know I, I I hated that feeling of you know what am I not quite getting about this that everyone else loves and, and the penny drop which is good. So that was good. Um, other than that, uh, I'm tipping away. I mentioned the last week at Little Nightmares which is a, a Limbo or Inside-esque um, uh, horror game. Really cool. Uh, very, very creepy. Uh, very creepy. Um, uh, you know, nice little kind of Halloween-y game to play. And it's also a, a, a decently uh, interesting and challenging uh, platformer. So that's good. Um, I think it's like 15 quid or something like that on PSN. So it's a couple hours long. I haven't finished it yet. But uh, very much enjoying that if you're looking for, for a creepy, uh, creepy current game to play. Um and Golf Story, which I believe we also talked about um, 
last week, I think. Mm. Yeah, I, I started playing that last week. Uh, Golf Story is is good fun. Uh, so yeah, that's the uh, the video games. Uh, was there anything else other than WWE that you played, Paul? And, well, and Horizon. Uh, WWE and Horizon have been my my big games. Um, I did, as I mentioned, I picked up two new games. Speaking of spooky games, uh, mm. very very cheap on PSN now. Um, you guys know that I'm a big fan of um, story driven games. Let's say without using mm. the word walking simulator because I don't. I think one of these specifically is not. Does not involve walking, but it's still that kind of game. Uh, I bought a game called The Park. Mm. Don't know. Don't know if you guys have heard of it. A 2015 no. first-person psychological horror game. And I bought a game called Three Forts Home. Um, yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that one. Yeah, I essentially did some research on little uh, story games which are available on PSN, and both of those are extremely cheap right now. I think. Uh, Three Forts Home cost me about four euro. I think the park was about five. So, okay. Uh, looking forward to get, play, getting into those. Just, I just want you know, I I quite like between my big fifty hour games, I quite like a little one or two hour adventure to kind of as a palate cleanser. So I picked up the two of them using my uh my gift card. So that's all the games for me. Yeah. It's a good, good old, good old season for the old video games. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, moving from there, kind of a quiet week on the old movie guff. Um, I just have not had time to to watch a good horror movie. Me and Kira, um, last night went to see uh, Happy Death Day, and our plan was to watch it. And then we would come home and we'd watch another horror movie. We'd watch something on Netflix or, or a DVD or something. But we uh, we ordered food, got burgers, and we said, well, before we watch a scary movie, we'll eat our burgers and we'll watch a bit of Broad City. And by the time we finished our meals, we just wanted to go to bed because we had popcorn and then we had burgers. And so there was no scary movie watched. But uh, I did watch Happy Death Day, uh, which is uh, basically just a kind of slasher movie with Groundhog Day attached. Mm. Uh, it's about a, a like an obnoxious college girl who uh, wakes up, kind of hungover on her birthday, goes to her uh, sorority house, you know, meets up with her annoying friends, and then in the evening she goes to her surprise birthday party and she is killed. And when she dies, she wakes up and she lives the day again. It is, it is a completely shameless unapologetic uh, uh, Groundhog Day film all the way down to, you know, the it, it's a kind of immediately obvious that ooh, maybe the way she's going to fix things is if she learns to be a little bit of a better person. Am I right? I mean, isn't that what it's all about? Let's <laughs> the end. Um, uh, but it's, 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 it's not going to win any prizes for originality. Um, uh, but it's it's a fun enough, easy to digest horror movie, and it's 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 an easy recommendation for anyone who maybe likes Halloween and wants to see something kind of Halloweeny, but doesn't want like a, a complete gore fest. It's actually relatively blood free. Uh, it's only rated 15s, and honestly, I think if they toned down some of the language, I think they probably could have got lower than that again. Mm. Um, it's pretty damn tame. It's pretty damn tame. 
which is good, you know, it's because, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that's out this time of year, it's, it's like ob- obnoxious uh, to, to a point. Um, so yeah, don't go in expecting anything too special. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's the horror equivalent of like a summer popcorn film, uh, but it's good. It's all right. I, it could have been better. The script just, it's, it's funny in places, but it's not this mega sharp, hilarious thing. Um, but yeah, easy watch. Uh, so that's a, a, a mild recommendation for, for happy death day. Also the, the, the main character, the main girl looks a bit like Tony storm. So that's good. Um, and that's that's literally all I've seen on the old uh, the old movie golf front. Um, well, I watched a movie, um, oh, I... a horror movie Ooh. called The Babadook. Right. Um, you might have heard of it. <laughs> Well-known horror movie of recent years. Um, so I I'm not a big lover of the paranormal movies that have got ghosties and in that because uh, they're quite scary but and so I was kind of dreading watching the Bubba Duck because I thought it was going to be really spooky and I was uh, uh, kind of interested to see if it lived up to expectations I think in the end I was expecting it to have a lot more kind of I don't know what I based this on whether it was the trailer or what people have said about it but I thought there were going to be a lot more scenes where like Babadook kind of appears in the background when they're doing stuff, and it was going to be kind of one of those movies where you like, you know, you walk past the window and you see the Babadook's reflection and that kind of thing. Um, and it, it wasn't really that at all, but because I was expecting that, I was terrified throughout. Yeah, so I kept expecting to see it just pop up out of nowhere. Um, but in fact, it kind of it kind of telegraphs appearances for most of the movie. Mm. You sort of know yeah. when it's coming. So I think I was actually more scared in terms of my expectations rather than the actual scares in the movie. It is yeah, a pretty scary movie. Uh, I enjoyed the performances. They're quite kind of shrill, like the mother and the, and the son. Yeah. Uh, basically they live. It's, the setup is the mother lost her husband in a car crash as they were driving to the hospital to have done. And so five, six, seven years on or whatever. Um, She's still, they're still dealing with that trauma. Um, and then they find the book about the Babadook, just sort of turns up. And then weird shit kind of starts to happen. Maybe, ooh, gets weird. Um, so I did draw the characters. A lot of supporting characters are really kind of weird as well, which I thought was done very nicely. Just not overtly weird, but just something about the way they performed or something yeah. about the actors just it gave them a very kind of. Um, uncanny kind of unreal quality so that was good um overall i'd I'd say it was very good i'd say in terms of disappointment i think so you kind of see the bubba duck in like different forms i guess Mm. so i'd describe it like Mm. it's not just one clear monster that is the bubba duck i don't know if that kind of away from the effect a little bit but it it was still very scary Mm. um Possibly the ending, it's it's good, but um, don't know if it quite delivered um, what I would have hoped. Um, but overall, I still give it a thumbs up. It's still still a very good movie. Still pretty scary. I think if I watched it again, I'd be a, a lot less scared because I. Yeah. Well, you know what's going to happen. What type like, of movie it is? Yeah. You know what's going to happen. You know, it's not the type of movie where. 
basically, I get scared when the ghost pops up in the window. That's, <laughs> that's the bit I don't like. Other than that, it's fine. Yeah, the Babadook doesn't really rely on... As long as I've it, I'm fine. It does, there's not a lot of jump scares in it, as I recall. It's not all... Oh. Yeah... Yeah, it's a little bit more yeah. psychological than that, which is it's what I bit, like. Bit more, ten- yeah, it's the tension. Yeah, but I did like when the mother said, "If you're so hungry, why don't you go eat shit?" Shit. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is there is one scene. Yeah, there's only one I can think of in the style Joe mentioned where it's kind of just casually in the background when she looks out the window into like, the neighbors. Yeah, when she's washing the dishes, and it's yeah, that's great. Yeah. Don't let it in, don't let it in, don't let it in. Yeah, I might try and watch that. I love when she finds the book, and then she finds it the second time. Oh, that's spoiling the movie, mm. obviously. And has her killing the... the you said you were doing, you just said you wouldn't spoil it, you fuck. And then the Babadook, anyway. And then it turns out the Babadook did it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, what about you, Paul? You seen anything? Yeah, I watched one movie, uh, which I've seen before. I think it's probably the fourth or fifth time I've I've watched this movie. As M Night Shyamalan's Signs, with mm. Mel Gibson mm. and Joaquin Phoenix, mm. and uh, it's the first time I watched it now in probably a good decade. Um, that's that's a damn good movie. I really really like Signs. Um, very well written. The pacing is like perfect um and Seth I just think it's a very very efficiently written movie a lot a lot of stuff which is set up early on pays off in very satisfying ways uh I know a lot of people um don't like the ending particularly um although I don't feel like the ending of of science is as much of a an M. Night Shyamalan twist as a lot of the other endings is I think it's kind of a very logical ending to it and the movie anyway isn't well, should I spoil a a fifteen-year-old well, movie? Fifteen-year-old movie, yeah. Well, the, the the it's about aliens, you see, who are coming to Earth. It turns out that uh, if you spill water on them, it like burns them or something. They can't deal with water, uh, oh. like acid, basically. Yeah. Um, which you know, question number one: Why would they go to Earth then if they can't deal with water? Something here is interfering. Hang on. Um, that's not nearly yeah. It's not nearly as much of a twist as uh, of a, course a giant pothole. The, the the famed end of Mars Attacks, where they don't like loud music. Yeah, um, but the movie, which also makes you think, why they would go to this annoying fucking hellhole? <laughs> what America? <laughs> um, but the movie isn't really about aliens or about water. The movie is about um, friends who me. <laughs> the movie is. <laughs> The movie is about um, faith and is about belief and uh, predestination and stuff like that. And in that aspect, it's very, very good. And Joaquin Phoenix is very good. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I'm a sucker for movie scenes where they're watching like news reports about disasters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of that in this movie. So it's one of my little, my little guilty pleasures, one of my little favorites. Right. right. Mate, if you love that, just put on the actual news. Am I right? Right. Yeah, science is real good. 
and I, I, I do like um, the the. It's kind of like a, a, a horror trope is is that they live in this like isolated farmhouse surrounded by the cornfields, and you know brings up thoughts of. I think Ten Cloverfield Lane had a bit of that in it. Obviously, Children in the Corn and stuff mm. like that. So it's always a good, uh, easy, tense, scary scene where they go out in the in the night with the you know flashlights and things are moving in the corn. It's great. Yeah. So that's all the movies. All right. So that's that's the uh, some movies for the week. No emails from myself and Paul this week. Joe, you have anything? Uh, no. No. Alrighty. So, uh, yeah. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we jump in to? Uh, what do we got? You got something in its place, Paul? I do. Uh, because we have no emails, we're gonna do for one week only. Uh, arrest our twenty questions. Ooh, it's back and better than ever. Um, well, let's. <clears throat> well, I, I don't want people to think. That if they really enjoy Wrestler 20 Questions, that this should be an encouragement for them not to email. Of course, email in. Um, so I have Wikipedia open. Okay. If you guys would like to ask questions, try and figure out who are we talking about. Mm. All right. Uh, I'll go first here. Uh, is this person still active? You mean active like in the wrestling sense? Uh, no, in their sex life. <laughs> yes, I mean active in the wrestling sense. They are not currently active. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay, not, not active. Um, okay. Are they currently contracted to WWE or Ring of Honor? Yes. Alrighty. Ooh, that's good. Um, I think Ring of Honor has a decent amount of people in non-wrestling roles. Your, uh, your uh, Steve Carinos, and oh no, yeah, but he, he, I guess he still counts. He said WWE. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, is it a man? Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. Um, should we narrow down the job? Uh, yeah, like, I was going to say... Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, if you wanted to... Add, I was thinking you could ask, are they a trainer? Or you could ask, are they a commentator? Or an agent, you know? I was going to say on on screen or off screen. To narrow it That's down, a question. And then you could yeah. do... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do they... Are they primarily on screen or off screen talent? Uh, well, a yes or no, a yes or no question. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> what is uh, their name? Um, <laughs> um, let me rephrase that. Are they I, I, primarily on? Are they are they primarily on screen? Yes, talent. Okay. Okay. Uh, so straight away names I'm thinking of uh, are Corey Graves. That's one name. Um, Corey, Allegory, yeah, Corey <laughs> Graves, um, uh, Booker, Nigel, Booker, Nigel, Booker, um, Nigel, Byron, Saxton, Saxy um, Boy, 
Um, yeah, so, okay, uh, is this person primarily a commentator? No. Okay. Okay, so none of those people. Corey Graves would have been, been a good Halloween-themed one, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, or, or Boorin Saxton. Um, all right so they're not a commentator which means could be uh vince um could Could be vince shane uh yeah i I wouldn't class shane as active so i I guess i guess it's fair to say well yeah i don't know if we're uh, Daniel Bryan, Vince. Daniel Bryan is a good one. Um, I mean, outside um, of those two, because so that if they're not an announcer and they're not on screen, you could ask, Ireland, you ask if they're an authority figure. That's what I was going to say. I mean, and they pretty much must be an authority figure, right? There's no other. Yeah. Well, that, that, if you if you, we get if we get the yes on that, that? Down. yeah. Um, are they? Some kind of authority figure. Yes. Okay. I mean, so Angle's wrestling. So is that active or I don't know? Maybe. Uh, yeah, Angle's status is extremely weird, as we will talk about uh, uh, momentarily. Uh, is this person under the age of forty? Yes. Okay, so I would imagine that has to be Daniel Bryan then. So it's not Angle, it's not Vince, it's not Shane, it's not Stephanie. Um, and there's not no any other authority figures I'm forgetting, are there? There's no one in Ring of Honor I can think of. Who are their authority figures? I actually don't even think they have any. Um, there's no Cornette at the moment. Uh, Cornette's gone. Um, Nigel was matchmaker for a while, but I don't believe... Yeah. Uh, I think it might be Daniel Bryan. Uh, okay, uh, if you wanted to ask if they're like, what's a title? What's a title only he would have, like mm-hmm. ROH belt or something. What? Say again, sorry. Can you, hear that? you you could ask like like has he ever been such and such a champion like ROH champion? Oh, okay. Um, has this person uh, ever uh, won the world title at WrestleMania? Yes. <laughs> Is it Ooh. Daniel Bryan? Who could it be? After nine questions, it is Daniel Bryan. Ooh. That might be a new record. That might be a new record. That was a good one. Way to go, Joe. It's good. It's oh, good. We're in form. Yeah. We're, we see, see, I mean, it's like riding a bike, which is to say you inexplicably get better at it if you don't do it for like a year. I think the point of Wrestler yeah. 20 Questions that's, as well is, is I'm, we're not always trying to catch people out with super obscure what i did today is i just got a a wrestler wrestler generator website and it generated mm. Danny brian so Danny brian it was oh. there we go uh, so, uh, simple as that there we go uh and with that i guess we can segue into the wrestling news for this week quite a bit to talk about big news i guess is that there is some kind of illness doing the rounds um, in the world of wrestling entertainment affecting live events this weekend. Uh, most notably, the TLC uh, show 
uh, tonight, which we will talk about in a little bit. Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas and JoJo, who is obviously affiliated with Bray Wyatt, um, uh, they have been off the road, apparently, uh, for the last few weeks with an illness. Um, it turns out Bray will not be cleared um, for tonight. So in a in a bit of a shocker of a match to, to just throw out there, but I guess obviously WWE they like they like to do a good make good when illness strikes. Uh, Finn Balor will be facing AJ Styles in the mother of all upgrades on the TLC show tonight, and even more intriguingly, uh, Mr. Roman Reigns is not uh, cleared to wrestle tonight, which means the Big Shield reunion is now being put on the back burner and instead it will be the Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, Braun Strowman and Kane versus Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins and Mr. Kurt Angle. Um which was maybe the most shocking thing they've announced on a random tweet in God knows how long. Maybe the most shocking thing at the very least since Roman Reigns suspension. Um uh so mm. yeah. I mean, the first thing the first thing I saw when I picked up my phone randomly when this happened was that Kurt Angle was in the match. I didn't see the illness things, and I was like, "Oh my god, did Roman Reigns get suspended again?" Because that would be fucking hilarious if that happened. Um, when the stories of illnesses came out, I did see some people musing that was this another uh, uh, elevated liver enzyme situation, uh, where they were yeah. where they were perhaps making a cover for. Um, for drug test failures, but I, I believe that is not the case. I think these people are, are legitimately ill. Um, so yeah, and and first of all, how fucking weird is it that they that I I don't think anyone knew that Angle was cleared. Uh, it has since come out that they did in fact clear him a couple of weeks ago, and they were waiting for the right time to bring him back. They were going to do a Mania match, but ne- but they got desperate for this thing, so they brought him back here. So he has apparently been cleared, which is which is another. A miraculous occurrence, given given that all he's been through in the ten years since he left. But um, yeah, there you go, Kurt Angle back in the ring tonight. It's so weird because Kane was just announced on Raw in a, the, one of the weirdest endings to Raw, where he he, inter- he interfered in the um, Roman Reigns Braun Strowman cage match, mm. and was announced then as the fifth member of that team. Um. And now Kurt Angle's in it. A man who, by all accounts, is is barely not crippled. Um, I mean, there's first-hand testimonies of how badly Kurt Angle is uh, after a match, for example. I've heard comments from wrestlers like he can mm. barely walk after a match during his TNA days. Um, so maybe because he's been away long enough, maybe has he... Has he recovered somewhat? Uh, it's a bit weird to throw him into a, a TLC match for his first match back. Not only, of course, allowing for the fact that they are um, kind of burning his big return on a, a four days notice TLC card that no one in their right mind cared about. Um, so what do we think is going to happen with Kurt Angle? Is he, is he going to wrestle Kurt Angle style or is it going to be more of a a Bret Hart situation where, you know, Bret Hart in 2010, I think, wrestled like four or five matches that year, didn't take a single move, didn't take a single bump. 
I don't think it'll be that extreme, but I think, especially given that it seems they they wanted to hold on to this for Mania or maybe Rumble or something like that, I think it will be more like I'm trying to think what's a good what's a good example. Um, I don't know, but I think I think he will go mad with German suplexes for five minutes, and then Braun will do something to him that looks dangerous but is actually reasonably safe and i think they'll do the old stretcher job with him um mm. i think I, th- I think he'll do his signature spots and then he'll be out of there in a, in, a, in a maximum four minutes of action i can see him doing um, the, the 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 brock lesnar slash terry funk gets destroyed sits out three quarters of the match then comes back with his eye all bandaged yeah, yeah. puts tian clock on someone with, with a branding iron yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think he could come back. I think he could not, but I, de- I definitely think he's not wrestling the full, what, what will probably be a half hour long match. And yeah. I know some people, based on his TNA track record, are, are expecting mayhem. I don't think he'll be moonsaulting off anything. I don't think he'll be doing spot. I don't think he will get higher than the third rung of a fucking ladder if WWE has any sense. Um. um I don't know if, if it's. Uh, I can. I can definitely see Kurt Angle it is doing some angle. wacky, wacky stuff. Um, I have a few little mini predictions as well. I'm going to predict Kurt Angle uh, does not come out in his famous Olympic gear, but is instead dressed as uh, the Shield, and that he and Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins do the Shield fist bump. I think they'll do the shield fist bump at some point, but I think he's got. He can't. Co- he'd look ridiculous coming out. He'd look like a. He, he well, looked, I don't know what Kurt Angle's physique looks like these days, Barry. I bet he's probably still fine. Yeah. Okay, well, he'll be, oh, be, be Kurt Angle Olympic hero. I don't. I just feel like there's there's something about Kurt Angle that they have to, as you said, they have to save for WrestleMania, right? With his with his beady little eyes and his bald head coming out in the shield gear, he'd look like some kind of. <laughs> Free speech militia. <laughs> he looked like a, some kind of chemo big boss man. <laughs> oh my god! Somehow worse than what I said. Oh my god! I only say that because I was I was watching 1999 Raw in the week and Big Boss Man was on it, and I went, "Oh, never him." Good old days. He looks like the Shield. <laughs> the funny thing, the funny thing about these announcements is that, first of all, I think the Shield storyline has been. So stupid. I mean, like classic, just silly WWE face, you know, baby face booking. Five on three. Like, come on. What? Like, I mean, I don't, like, I don't follow Raw closely at all. Um, but yeah, it seems like such a weird. Like, what was the logic behind it? Just put everyone just, in the fucking TLC. They, match? they want them to look. They want them to look like badasses by beating five dudes. I guess. Well, the, the better way to do that would have been to build up a, a trio of really good wrestlers and have the Shield mm. fight them. You know. No, that's that's too much hard work. Just put literally ten people in the match. Yeah. Um. And it reminds and, me and, of that time John Cena and Randy Orton fought the whole roster. Yeah, and, and that's the perfect example. That's the perfect example. Um, I, I, for the record, I think, I think any five-person team, generally speaking, should beat a three-person team. But specifically, any five-person team with Braun, I mean, considering what they've done with Braun and how they've built him up, they they shouldn't lose. Like that's just so 
It's so ludicrous if they do. But also, I mean, look, and hey, I'm not saying they should be beating the Shield immediately on the reunion. Of course not. But again, that's why the entire match, you know, before Angle got involved, the entire match was stupid. I mean, it was a stupid match to put together to begin with. Um, but weirdly enough, I bet it will have a red hot atmosphere. I think people are going to go because those are those are people who bought tickets to this show when it was a fairly weak looking WWE B show, and now they're getting a Kurt Angle comeback match. Um, so I bet I bet they'll be red hot, and I bet I mean I thought this would be true of the Shield match anyway, but I bet it'll be a great match. I, you know, all those guys are talented; they can all do brawls well. There'll be tables and ladders, and you know. Even if Angle isn't taking bumps, you know the rest of them will be taking fucking mad bumps, and Braun will be throwing people left, right, and center. You know, uh, I think it'll be great, and I think I mean Finn and AJ. I mean that is the upgrade of all upgrades. The demon versus the the girl ghost wasn't um, pumpkin man versus was, yeah, that wasn't doing much for me. Whereas that match is 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 tremendous on paper. Um, uh, this is yeah. by the way, this is the twentieth TLC match, apparently. Um, and only the uh, the third, if my count is correct, that has nothing on the line. Because mm. every other one's been for a belt or something like that. The other ones I count as being for nothing, uh, obviously not including tonight's one, uh, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, mm. El Torito and Hornswoggle. And, uh, and, and, and the Shield uh, debut match against Team Hell now. And right back. Because so weird, like, the, the, the rules for the TLC match are so kind of all over the place now with is it retrieve the thing or is it uh, pinfall? It's kind of like cage match now where it's just whatever they feel like at that time. That's what the, uh, the rule is. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, there's been 20 TLC matches, as we said, since 2000. Okay, so in 17 years, 20. Do you want to guess how many Full Metal Mayhem matches there have been? Uh, since 2005. No, I'll, only, I'll say 25. Only 13. Oh, okay. 13 since 2005, so... Not, not so I know, I know. I know Ultimate X matches, there have been like 50. Uh, I can look it up. Ultimate X match. Uh, there have been. Oh my god. Uh, Jesus. Do you want to have a guess, Joe? How um, many Ultimate X matches have there been? 49. Uh, 41. Ooh, of course. Ultimate X. I wonder which year had the most of them. Uh, there were four in 2015. Five, but, uh, into, five in 2010. Mm. Jesus. Five? Wow, in one year. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those matches. Um, yeah, and, and no wonder they're like, no one ever talks about them anymore. Like, they were they, they were the coolest thing ever when they first came out. Oh, or not not when they first came out. I mean, they needed, they needed some... They needed some work when they first happened. But, like, that 2005-2006 period, AJ Styles, LAX, you know, Triple X, Daniels, you know, like... TNA's heyday had some incredible Ultimate X matches. Um, they obviously did a number on it. So, anyway, um, so yeah, the the uh, the 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 card um, uh, for for TLC was all shaking up. Also, 
Uh, Triple H just wrestled Rusev in um, Santiago. Mm. The SmackDown uh, team were touring there. And obviously AJ Styles, one of the big SmackDown uh, stars, got yanked and, and put on the... Um, uh, the TLC show, which is a raw branded show, so lots of make goods having to be done. So that's why Triple H was there. Lots, of, just lots of shuffling going on. So WWE caught in a bind, and you know, you know WWE. I mean, they don't, they don't pull people and they don't, you know, shuffle cards unless they absolutely have to. So I'd imagine these are these are serious enough um, uh, conditions. So um, uh, we'll go through the full TLC card in, in, in a little bit. But back to the uh, the wrestling news here uh, kevin owens uh, uh also left to i think he was actually uh he was he was replaced by triple h that's what that was yeah so that was so he replaced uh so he was replaced by triple h uh so uh he left the current tour for reasons i didn't see any specified reasons personal reasons i guess yeah he tweeted out um, about it saying that he wasn't hurt or he wasn't sick but it was for family reasons yeah so obviously you know his you know, privacy and all that jazz, I'd imagine it is nothing uh, career-related. So, obviously, good luck to him with whatever that might be. Um, uh, the uh, You put a note here saying that Lesnar uh, and Mahal is essentially confirmed. I didn't see any... Yeah, well, Mahal, Mahal was on SmackDown. And he cha- and the issue he, the challenge. I saw that much, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's, it's good, isn't it? So, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yikes. Which is certainly a thing. Um, I mean, yeah, we all we all knew it was coming. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it's going to be as with last year. It's going to be a um, a theme show, uh, Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown. So. Hmm. Oh well, I mean, and, and again, I mean, uh, it, at the very least, that gives me faith that they didn't think that the match would be good on paper. But it's just the reality of who their champions are right now. So what are you going to do? Shoulder shrug. Uh, um, yeah, so that's happening. Uh, by the way, uh, on the subject of um, people leaving, we didn't get any more on the Neville situation. Uh, Nia Jax, it appears, Alexa Bliss in an interview said that she is having back problems. And so she now she didn't explicitly say, oh, she's just on injured leave. But it seems maybe Jax didn't so much leave as so much as she's just taking some time off. Again, personal reasons, what have you. Uh, but I know there was a lot of uh, a lot of speculation, a lot of curious uh, sniffing around that because much like Neville, it seems like she very abruptly left the company. But uh, yeah, she may just be taking some uh, some personal time. So again, a lot of, a lot of stuff in flux in WWE at the moment. Um, a lot of stuff. Um, so uh, we got. I didn't. Now I saw some people talking about this, but I, I didn't read the specifics of it. Uh, Triple H is like his like. Uh, his nutritionist, nutritionist yeah, yeah, is is uh, a buddy of his. Basically, in a, in a very uh, uh, offhanded manner, uh, said that like something about everyone being on human growth hormone, which is a, which I believe is unless you have a medical exemption, is, is banned in, in WWE under their wellness policy. Yeah, that was that, that's that's all I took from it. Ooh, so you mean uh, some people in WWE might be using? PEDs? Is that possible? I don't know. That would that'd be shocking to me. He, he, Triple H issued a response to this, but again, I don't have it to hand. But, uh, but yeah, it just seemed it seemed fairly clueless for a person who's friends with Triple H to to, to say. Um, 
yeah. So um, that was just, it was just a kind of a funny thing. Uh, let me see here. We can jump into the wrestling reviews there, Paul. If you had any, if you had any uh, uh, takes you wanted to get out before the TLC preview. Um, sure. Well, I watched a little bit of wrestling this week, of course. I watched SmackDown as I do, which included the Jinder Mahal uh, challenge to Brock Lesnar, which in fact happened. Um. What else happened? Michael Cole was on commentary because Tom Phillips was away on assignment, in inverted quotes. I think I heard somewhere he got married. Is that... I don't know if that's true. Tom Phillips. Oh, oh, yeah. I think I heard that as well, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he uh, if he texted in his I do with a, a picture of his big face on an airplane. If anyone remembers that scandal. Um, Diane Bryan came out because this was, of course, in Seattle. And uh, Sami Zayn came out, and uh, himself and Kevin Owens had a, a fun uh, promo segment where they made fun of Daniel Bryan and said he can't wrestle, and that they're great. Um, which led to the main event of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn against Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura, which was won by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Which had the big cliffhanger ending of Owens and Zayn rubbing their win in Bryan's face and asking... You know, what can he do? What what can he do to them? And he said, it's not up to me. It'll be up to Shane McMahon, who is returning next week. And that was the big kind of cliffhanger. So that was pretty good. Um, weirdly enough, the show kind of didn't end there, though. They showed more replays, and Owens and Zayn came back out to the stage and started celebrating their win. Kind of weird uh, carrying out that kind of segment. Um, there was a... What else was on this show? Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, in a, the, those two guys have zero chemistry. Uh, I'll say their their <laughs> promos, their promos are dreadful, and the match was extremely bad. It reminded me at one spot was a little bit like the uh, the Lesnar Strowman, where they just kind of seemed to get lost and not know what they were doing. Um, oh no! Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that was happening. Um, another Bludgeon Brothers uh, promo. And uh, um, it, the weirdest thing on the show, right? Um, Baron Corbin, US champion, uh, had a non title match with Sin Cara. When's the last time you heard about Sin Cara? Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, he's still about, is he? He's, he's not only still about, he won the match in a minute 20 by count out. In one of the weirdest segments that there was, there was like no follow up to it at all. He just won. <laughs> and then that, that was the end of the segment. Very, very weird. Uh, not sure what they're trying to do there. Um, there's also a six women tag match that went forever. Uh, let me see if I can find a time here. Uh, eight minutes, 42. Um, and the, uh, the, the, the faces won. So uh, nothing worth going out your way for this week's Smackdown. The Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens stuff continues to be very good. Uh, really the only highlight of the show. Nakamura and, and Orton is a weird pairing that kind of, I feel like they try to put it across as like a super team, but they don't really, yeah. have, they, they don't really have any chemistry either. They're kind of both no. snoozing their way through matches and, uh, and they're, they lost. So all the more, I was even, I was actually expecting maybe like an, an Orton, uh, an Orton turn maybe on Nakamura because there's really no reason for him to have the match and lose but they just lost and there was no 
there was no turn. The camera even kind of lingered on them that long to give you kind of the hint that, mm. yeah, oh, well, the show, normally the show would just end, but we're, we're lingering on them here. What's, and then the show just ended. I was like, oh, never mind. I also watched some, uh, some Raw, WWF Raw. Ooh. From 1999. Uh, watched one of my all-time favorite segments, which I've probably talked about on this show a hundred times. That's right. The Corporate Royal Rumble again. My God, really? I, I watched it uh, twice, in fact, because I had to show my brother and I showed it to, show to my friends. Why, why not watch it? It's peak of wrestling. It's China. After Vince McMahon thought and then won. she comes out at the end after they think they've won. Amazing. <laughs> um, I also watched... Like when wrestling was good, even though people say it wasn't because of political correctness, but yeah, it was actually good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I will say about wrestling being, you know, of that era being good or, or being not good, I think, undoubtedly, the show... <laughs> watched the Corporate Rumble twice this week. <laughs> That's how good it is. I think undoubtedly uh, the show had an energy to it that it just doesn't have anymore. Um, I think that's probably to do with their micromanaging of every single segment of every single behavior of every single talent on it. Um, and the boobs. And yes, that too. <laughs> but um, I watched uh, I watched the corporate rumble. I also watched uh, again, again, the uh, the higher power segment because as much as people hate on that as being you know a, a, a lame conclusion to that storyline that segment and vince's performance in particular is is gold vince in 98 and vince in, in 99 some classic acting from that man even some of the, the smaller little lines that he gives are so so good he, he he's the best um what else was i watching i watched uh there was a promo between The Rock and Mankind on that corporate rumble. Mankind ends up fighting Kane for the title. Um, and then I watched the uh, the higher power match, uh, or the higher power storyline. When Austin becomes the CEO, he, he gives to the union that they can have whatever match they want. And Big Show, mm-hmm. Undertaker, at the end of that uh, same show is where Big Show chokes times Undertaker through the ring. And I didn't realize how many of my, my like childhood memories, like a lot of those stuff, or a lot of those things all happen on like the same show <laughs> you know it's like so yeah. wall-to-wall full of stuff um and the fact that it's only two hours compared to today's raw where it's just endless um just works so well and there's just there's a certain there's a certain coolness about the wrestlers themselves that the majority of wrestlers today just don't have you know um yeah it's mm. it's, it's 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 very very fun going back to the the archives on the WWE network and watching some of the old stuff. Um, particularly like around 99. You know what also was on that, that raw, um, I think it was maybe the corporate rumble raw. In fact, cause I watched the two back. We didn't watch the entire Raws, but I watched segments from those two weeks back to back the raw two weeks before the Royal rumble of 99 and the raw the week before. I think the corporate rumble raw is also the one that has the undertaker, like cutting his wrists and Midian drinking the blood. Oh, oh yeah. Completely mad that that was on TV. Um, I do. Anyway, do we want to talk a little bit about a little bit about this this mental pay per view they have set up for tonight? 
Yes. With with, and I'm not I'm not uh, you know turning my nose up at women's wrestling or at cruiserweight wrestling, but uh, three women's matches and two cruiserweight matches on tonight's pay per view. Yeah, uh, the cruiserweights especially. I mean, I feel like they just um like they, they never get. I mean, that's part of why it feels like never left. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so the, the fact that they're you know. Anyway, let me open this. Uh... <laughs> anyway, uh, I have the card open here. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Sorry, but I, I'm pulling up the match card here. I have it here now. Pre-show match. Uh, yeah. Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox has a new shirt. Uh, okay. Okay. Great. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's the first um, uh, pre-show match. Bit of a fall from grace for Sasha, but yeah, you know they're they're. They're they're trying some different people on the on the main show. That's fine. Mm. Uh, we got uh, Alexa Bliss defending the women's championship against Mickey James. The, the gimmick being that Mickey James is old, um, which is weird because she's like the same age as Finn Balor. I'm pretty sure, and AJ Styles, um, or within a year or two of those people. She's definitely. I think she's exactly the same age as Finn. I think no, Mickey James 30, 38, Finn Balor's thirty six, and AJ Styles is forty. Yeah, so there you go. But I mean, I guess relative to Alexa Bliss, she's kind of old. But she's not even she's not even old enough to be Alexa Bliss's mom. I don't think. No, she's ten years older than Alexa Bliss. Or sorry, yeah, tw- like, tw- twelve years older. Yeah, so it's not that big a deal. I mean, no. But it's, it's WWE. So what are you gonna do? Sure, I've, I watched uh, I watched Vince McMahon wrestle CM Punk. Oh yeah, that's true. That was a great match. They had like a thirty-year uh, age difference. So we also got Asuka making her debut mm. versus Emma. Uh, Emma, you know, they don't appear to be doing much with her. I mean, if ever, I mean, if ever there was any doubt about this match, and you know, I mean, I'd imagine Asuka is going to win. You never know, though. Say nothing, uh, assume nothing in WWE. Um, but like, they found the one woman they're doing the absolute least with, with the exception of maybe Dana Brooke. Um, I mean, Emma just is another person who seems like she's on the on the cusp of walking at all times. Um, so yeah, she's facing Oscar. No, uh, no Bailey on this show, by the way. Uh, yeah, we're yeah a show with three women's matches, and and somehow if that's not even including Bailey. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, they're they're, they're I guess they're trying some new stuff with the women. Obviously, Oscar coming in is a big thing. They're putting a bit more spotlight on Mickey James, and and they're. they're <laughs> After all these years, they're they're giving Alicia Fox another shot. Um, yeah, no Bailey. Um, I mean, like that sums up Bailey's current position in the company. Yeah. Um, yeah, and other than the two main events, yeah, it's all like cruiserweight stuff. Although to be fair, they have the eight top stars in one match in the main event. So that's, I mean, at least it makes sense. You know what the why the card is the way it is. Um, Callisto will defend his Cruiserweight Championship against Enzo Amore. I did not see the match where Callisto won, so I don't know what kind of match this will be, but I don't have high hopes for for, for it, to be honest. I mean, Enzo's just not great, and Callisto... I don't know. Callisto, I think, can have good matches with, like, limited people, but um, Enzo's a specific kind of limited. I don't know what they're going to be able to do, to be honest. Uh... I'm just looking, uh, by the way, I'm looking at the Raw roster here. It's less star power 
heavy than I than I remember. Although Samoa Joe is is he injured? He's not on the show. Uh, Jason Jordan, remember him? <laughs> He's Kurt Angle's son. Why isn't he in the TLC match? Why is Kurt Angle in it? Uh, Matt Hardy. Obviously, Jeff is injured at the moment. Uh, I forgot. I forgot Jeff is injured. Actually, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do with Matt? It's just they're, since they're not going to do the or they're not, they can't do the broken thing. I mean, who? I don't think anyone really cares about Matt. Ha- has there been a fall from grace this year as bad as the Hardys? Uh, Bailey. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel like the Hardys happen. were the talk of the town, and they re- returned the WrestleMania to such a big fanfare. I I sometimes forget they're even there. Yeah, I, I I that's I mean that's true to be fair, but I feel like they they very much brought them back as a nostalgia act. I mean, yes, I I remember when as the Jeff Dudleys. Left. Yeah, they yeah exactly. That's a perfect call. They basically were the Dudleys. I remember when Jeff left the company, he was like a top star. He was like a John Cena level almost. He was uh, babyface. That was and that was so, eight years ago though. Yeah, so right, so so my gut is like, oh well, I wonder when the Jeff Hardy push is going to start up again. But it's like, eh, that was eight years ago, and they trusted him enough to re-sign him. But who? I don't know if they'll ever trust him again to be that level of a star, given his problems. Even if he's on the straight and narrow, mm. I mean, the 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 problems he had in TNA and the problems he's had in WWE, they are just so significant that I think it's I think. Maybe they'll do a little run where they give them a major push if and when they get the broken characters. But even then, I don't think that's guaranteed. I, I think they are. I think they're the Dudleys. I think they're the New Age Outlaws for the foreseeable future. Oh God, I remember um, the New Age Outlaws were back like about three years ago. God, yeah. I forgot all about that. So um, back to this card here. The Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher, who's turned heel. Again, I only watch the highlights of Raw, and I don't watch a second of 205 Live, so I don't know what any of this is about. Versus I don't even Cedric watch Alexander. the highlights of Raw, to tell you the truth. So I have <laughs> Versus no Cedric idea Alexander about. and Rich Swan. The <laughs> fact that Cedric Alexander is like, you know, another guy you'd forget exists until you're reading the Wikipedia of this match card. I mean, the fanfare surrounding him. I mean, that's that's a that's maybe an underrated fall from grace. You know, yeah. the, the, Remember Triple H gave CWC, a thumbs up. Yeah, the 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 CWC uh, elation last year versus now. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, and then we get to to the the uh, this is re fucking looking at this card. No disrespect to like like the women's matches, the cruiserweight <laughs> matches, like the cruiserweight matches. Full disrespect. They do not look good. <laughs> the women's the, the women's matches. I think like in isolation. I think I think Oscar Emma actually, will be good. Particularly. They had a good match on a takeover once. I think I think Alexa Bliss and Mickey. I think the other two. I think Sasha and, and Alicia, and I think Alexa and Mickey could both be fine in isolation. But just this like undercard, like like they're they, it's wrong place, wrong time, especially for like Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. I don't. I think that match will die a day. Like um, I, I'm going to be watching this show tomorrow. Okay. Obviously, I'm interested to watch the TLC match. Look at what I have to sit through <laughs> to get to it. Yeah, that's the problem is that there's not because you have everybody in the main event. You don't have like a, a show spaced out. You know, have well this and then this. It's like five matches. Well, let's say four that I don't care to see. I'm taking Oscar Emma because I think Emma is is underrated. Uh, 
she and is. Then, yeah. and, then, and then you have Finn Balor, AJ Styles in the main event. Like, that's so, it. Um, uh, and then we have the semi-main event, which will be, well, you know, we, we don't know what order they're going to be in, but I'd imagine the semi-main event, uh, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. The, um, the two leaders of uh, the Bullet Club? Yeah. Have Take they that ever wrestled head. before? They must have at some point, but... Not in WWE. No, I mean, in like, on the Indies, I guess they have. Well, maybe they have pre... Maybe pre-brand split, there might have been an AJ Balor match. I don't know. Um, the, uh, yeah, so I reckon, because there's no story build whatsoever... And, like, the, the videos they've done online have just been the two of them going, oh, well, you know, big match, you know. I love yeah, the videos that they've put out for, for the TLC match and this match, which is just, like, people in the car park going, oh, match. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, it's like, given that this is just two very good babyface wrestlers who have no reason at all to face each other, I think that they are just going to go out, and I think they'll get loads of time. I mean, again, look at this fucking card we just looked over. I don't think Gentleman Jack and Rich Swan are going a half hour. Um, like, I think this match will go a half hour, and I think it'll be great. I think they're just going to go out and have a great pro wrestling match with no stupidity, um, and I think it'll be fun. Um, and it's 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 going to be a, it's, it'll be a treat. Um, I do think it's mad that they put Kane in it, though. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the the Finn Balor match. Yeah, but for the main event, is. Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll wait until we're talking. You're, ju- you're jumping the gun here. You're I'm jumping ahead. Kane's just got me all excited, which is always the excuse they use on commentary in WWE when they fuck up. I'm excited <laughs> about TLC. I'm excited. Oh, shucky, shucky. I can confirm that uh, they've never had a thing one-on-one match. There you go. What about in Japan, though? I, I just said never, didn't I, Paul? Ooh. You fucking question my broadcast journalism. Um, they they were on opposite sides in a six six man tag once in New Japan. Okay, okay. Uh, but they never had a. Um... So this is this is in a way the payoff to that feud from New Japan, where yeah. they kicked Devitt out of the Bullet Club. That's what you're telling me. Mm. Mm. That's continuity for you. Oh, I know his name is Devitt. <laughs> I, I, for one, think that David and Jones are going to have a great match tonight. Good old, good old Alan. Good old uh, Alan. But not Alan, not Alan spelled the right way. A-L-L-E-N. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in the main event, we have uh, Team Angle, which is uh, Kurt Angle, Seth Rollins. <laughs> Kurt Angle, and Shedden Benjamin, and Charlie Haas. Imagine. They came out in the shield gear, like a WWE 2K fucking <laughs> custom entrance. Um, uh, Fred Angle, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose versus uh, The Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Kane. Uh, like I said, wackiness aside, stupid handicap stipulation aside, it'll probably just be 20 minutes of mayhem, and I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, and yeah, my, we, we, we said our pieces earlier, but my guess is definitely that Kurt is... Uh, Either stretch it out and comes back, or stretch it out and doesn't come back. I think he works a grand total of like four minutes in this match. Uh, and this this I mean, is pinfall rules, obviously. So yeah. Like to, to undo my my prediction from earlier, by the way, uh, rather than think 
saying that they'll be dressed up as a shield. I don't I don't think that Ambrose or Rollins will be in their shield gear. I think they'll be back to their Ambrose will be in his jeans and his dirty vest. And uh and Rollins will be in his, his wacky Seth Rollins gear. That they there'll be uh, there'll be like zero mention of it being the shield, essentially. And I have uh, I have no I have no predictions for the finish. I honestly don't know who wins. I think part of me thinks because it's not the real Shield reunion that they'll have the they'll have the five chaps win. But also because it's a card they've shuffled around so much, I think the temptation will be to have the baby faces win. Uh, and I think plus, I mean, yeah. The one as weird as the Kane edition goes, I think Kane is in there to lose. So I think you can have Angle beat Kane. No, I think Angle Angle will make the Miz tap out. The Angle Lock will be the finish. So my my I don't know if I stick to this, but my original prediction when they made all these shuffles were that Angle will be stretchered out mm. by Braun. Braun will do some big table spot with him, like some actually safe but devastating looking thing, uh, and that'll set up a mania program. Braun and Braun. Kurt Angle. Braun and Kurt Angle. If you want to, if you want to, if you want a match to make Braun look good, you know, uh, like you know. Beat, beat Angle and Angle will I mean uh, he, he physically may not be able to go like he used to but he's still smart I think he can put together a match that would make Braun look good um, so so yeah I, I think there's some interesting directions they can go um, uh, and I think the heat will be off the charts for this match I think it's going to be I think it's going to be great I think when Angle comes out people are going to get fired up so um, a, a fucking weird card a really weird card for this show um but yeah, so uh, we'll be back next week talking about this show. <laughs> that's uh, that's the also, end. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, yeah. No, you know, no. Obviously, no Brock Lesnar. I mean, you can't just call Brock up when half your roster is devastated by meningitis. I mean, what is he? Your world champion or something? <laughs> and he's he's gonna be on Raw anyway. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! It wasn't in the contract, baby. Delete my number. Um. <laughs> So, so yeah, so that's that's the entire card. I think some of the, I think all of these matches are going to get time, which will be death in some cases. I think that like that cruiserweight tag match, if that goes over the eight minute mark, my god, I just who who could possibly care? But I think the I think the two big matches that they announced are going to get loads of time, and they're going to be great. So uh, this is what this is what I'll be setting the alarm clock, and I'll be getting up and I'll be watching it. I'll be getting up a bit early for work and watching it with my cereal. Uh, I want to see that TLC match very much. So um, I'll be watching it after work tomorrow, and I'll yeah, be watching the Gentleman Jack tag match, and I'll be watching um, Mickey James against whoever she's against, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So there you go. Um. Yeah. So um. Di- I'll dip my we'll toe into Raw. Dip my toe in. See how it is. We'll be back. Um. Uh, next week, reviewing this show, mm-hmm. following up on the uh, the 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 news, the health situations, and all that. Uh, next week, we'll, have, we'll I'll be talking probably for an awful lot about about Super Mario. We'll be previewing uh, OTT uh, Vendetta, which had a few I was more. About to say, yeah, we, a few more matches announced yeah. for it this week. All good. Yeah, they've made some great. Uh, you know, our year-long trend, Paul. I think I think this Tivoli show on paper blows away the next stadium show. Um, so far, uh, so far, and that's they haven't announced the um, the Joey Janela match yet. I think a lot of people are are crossing their fingers that they'll do the Angel Cruz match uh, just for fun. Um, great, yeah, we'll run down that next week. That's a really great looking card. 
Uh, we maybe have Stranger Things thoughts. Who knows? Yeah. Next week is going to be next week is going to be a busy one, folks. I'd imagine. Absolutely. Lots of guff. Lots of guff to talk about, guff. and and guff. and and lots of wrestling Can't stuff. Get enough of that wonderful stuff. Guff. So, with all that said, it's going to be goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's going to be goodbye from Mister Joe Towner. Yep. <laughs> <And it's> goodbye. <laughs> Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye.